Number 33, eh? Yeah. What do you think about the number 33? It's nice. It's got two threes. It, yeah. It's symmetrical. It's in backwards as it is forwards. It's like the word race car. The it's word a nice race one. car is race car backwards. Ah, you may get the feeling we're desperate. For an introduction. Or an introduction this week, as we're discussing number 33 and its merits. Wasn't that a... What was that number 23? Was that a Jim Carrey film? I don't think it's 33. Hopefully that podca- this podcast will be better than that film, either way. Uh, enjoy. Tom and Matt Attack. <laughs> <coughs> introduction ever yes it was the number 23 it was okay completely irrelevant then there we go but there's an uncut version that might be better maybe that is the number 33 wow jim carrey's face tom is showing me with lots of scram marks and number 23 wow great times um yeah how are you tom (laughs) i'm all right i've been having a jurassic park filled weekend jurassic park week yeah, I decided to, to watch Jurassic Park 3 because I don't really want to see it. I have the Blu-ray trilogy. And so I watched 3, and then after I quite enjoyed that. It was quite, quite fun. Um, and then uh, I thought, hang on, I haven't actually seen Lost World. Okay, so you went backwards. So that's why I've seen bits of it, and I went back and watched that as well. Yeah, enjoyable films. I, I'd say they're about the same in quality, but for different reasons. I was actually going to say, you know, at least that way you're getting better and better as you go along. But uh, if you're writing Lost World's the same level of quality as three, I've I, never seen the three. Things, the things Lost World does better than three. I mean, the, the cinematography is a lot, is really nice in in Lost World. Uh, it's just the story is a bit of a, a bit messy compared to to three. Three is just kind of really punchy, and it's only an hour and a half long. It does exactly what you want out of a Jurassic Park film. Whereas the Lost World kind of that it has its it has some flaws, okay, that are m- more obvious. Too little dinosaurs. Now there's plenty of dinosaurs. Too many actors. Uh, Too little it, dinosaurs. It, it, it is the theme. It, I mean, it's darker, so it is actually visually darker as well. So you don't actually see the dinosaurs as vividly as you did in the uh, in the original Jurassic Park. Yeah, and you don't have Sam Neill, which I think is a huge part. You know. Dr. Grant. Anyway, we're not talking about films. We're on a video game podcast. But I'll bring it back. I'll say the Jurassic Park games were, were, weren't that bad. The Mass System one was pretty good. Do you ever I play that? I remember playing it on the NES Did or you? Super Nintendo, okay. I think. That was kind of like a top-down shooter, That's the, if I remember uh, Lost correctly. World game. Is that the Lost World game? Yep. Okay, interesting. Yeah. You were talking about this the other day on... Uh, the old Twitter, it was one of our TMA asks, I was saying, um, I put out a question that only a few people answered to because it was in the middle of the day, saying what was your favourite non-Mario slash Sonic mascot of the 90s attempt? And someone... Oh. what? Sorry, carry on. I'll... Was I correct? You were correct. It is a Jurassic Park game, I thought so. Yeah, it was top down on the uh, Super Nintendo. It wasn't on the Mass System. Oh, is it this, uh, 
platformer like that. Yeah, that's the boy. And then the sequel. Uh, we're, we're just looking at YouTube at the minute. Lost World. It wasn't on the Super Nintendo, I don't think, Lost World. I think it was only on the Mega Drive. Oh, that's for the NES. That's a Sex and the City advert. Wow. They know you. Oh, it's a HBO. Oh, right, yeah. I think this is a NES one. Look at this one. For those of you who can't see this, which is everyone listening, because it's a podcast, Tom. Anyway, yes. Yeah. But no, we were talking about uh, video game mascots. God, there's loads of Jurassic Park games. There's one called The Chaos Continues <sighs> for the SNES. I bet they are of dubious quality, which is what I was yeah, going to say. No, I do apologise. Carry on. No, um, yeah, at the Retro Hunter brought up Bubsy in this conversation about 90s mascots. Put the computer away! Um, <laughs> yeah, and let that be a lesson I've been to told, haven't I? Um, we were talking about it, and they brought up Bubsy, and then someone was talking about the terrible, terrible trend of, like, the first games of the Super Nintendo being, like, Wayne's World and Home Alone 2 mm. and the Toys game, and you don't well, need to Google so them. Yeah. Being a fan of the movie, of course, I played the Toys game. Yeah. And it's just, you know, like, crappy platformers kind of remotely tied to an IP. But sometimes they can be good, like Batman. Yeah, well, instance, you know, Batman... Well, like, you know, the Sega and Super Nintendo versions of, like, Aladdin and Lion King and stuff were great. Who did those? Is it Capcom or Konami? Capcom on Super Nintendo. Uh, it was uh, Shiny Entertainment on the Mega Drive for Aladdin. Ah, okay. Two different developers, two different games. Two different games, I was going to mm. say. I've never played the Mega Drive version. It's considered, uh, I think, considered the better of the two. It's got more levels and stuff, right, from what I remember. Um, I've never played Super Nintendo version. Really? So oh, I've got a year. <laughs> it's good. Aladdin? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. No. Some of my favourite games mm. on the Super Nintendo. It's very good. Yeah. Oh, if we were a video podcast. That if would be we were a fun. video podcast... Tom is literally, any time I'm mentioning a game, reaching for his keyboard. I want to look at it. I want to look at it on YouTube. No, don't look at it on YouTube. Or maybe our listeners can do that as they listen to us talking. Yes, maybe they can research these things themselves at www.youtube.com. For those of you who don't know, um, type, it into our, type it into Ask Jeeves. Where can I see video comparisons of the Super Nintendo and Sega Mega Drive versions of Aladdin? And he'll sort you out. Uh. Popular search engine that my mother still refers to to this day. Ask Can't Jeeves. you type it into askjeeves.com? <laughs> she will say to me, Does not dog, ironically. Dogpile still exists. I have no idea. Remember that one? I never used Dogpile. I used Lightgoss at one point, I remember. Oh, it does. Wow. No, yeah. I've never seen that. Does, ask, does ask.com still exist? Oh. We're not talking about games. Uh, yeah, yes. it does. Right, okay. Never mind. What have you been buying and playing? Oh, great, that old thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> I played... Uh, the first game I played this week was Trauma Center uh, 2 for the DS. Now, I'd long wanted to get this game because I'd heard it was superior to the original. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but it's only released in the States and Japan. Really? You didn't even get a European release. They did a lot of that with some Atlas titles. Yeah. I mean, especially with the Phoenix Wright games as well. They're not... Atlas, admittedly, Capcom, but they did the same thing. I mean, they're in the same vein of, like, mm. niche DS game that people very much enjoy. 
Yeah, I don't know why. They they kind of did that a lot in the DS, which kind of gives me a bit of reason to be weary of this whole region locking on the 3DS. Well, I've you're got, prepared. I am now, yeah, but still means I have to own two systems, which is a bit of a pain in the ass. You have How? a lovely rack to put them both in. I do have a lovely <laughs> rack to put them both in. A Any- cracking pair of 3DSs. Anyway, a uh, rather large pair of 3DSs. Uh, so I was playing Trauma Center. Yeah. Too. And it's pretty cool, but I don't advise playing it on a bus. Does it suffer from Luigi's Mansion Syndrome? Yeah, it's not an ideal portable game to play on a bus. When you're trying to do an intricate bit of surgery, yeah, you don't want your finger to slip. You don't want your finger to slip when you go over a bit of ice. I should have known this going into it, that it was a terrible idea to try and play it on the bus. Well, you know, it is a portable game, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like, And this is why I kind of get annoyed sometimes when these games get good reviews, because, I mean, they should still be portable. Well, I guess if you were... I think on an aeroplane, I think you'd be all right. Or a, or a Put a turbulence, you know, you accidentally catch well, someone up, and Tom, they bleed turbulence out. It's your fault. There'd be a committee. It's less than, than bumpy roads, isn't it? You don't suffer turbulence as much as you suffer a bumpy road. This is true. Depends where you're driving. I guess so. I guess uh, but anyway, from what I can tell, the game it's similar. So up to you. When you're in Africa now, right? You're okay. In Africa. You're in Africa. And uh, introduces a new doctor, a female doctor as well, who's helping uh, the protagonist, the original, uh, Doctor Styles. And it's got a darker, more serious tone than the original, which was okay. quite light-hearted. It's uh, the same as uh, Second Opinion on the Wii. You know, it took a more grown-up yeah. tone. The character designs changed, and the themes got a little bit more adult. Uh, but yes, still plays great. I can't really give a huge judgment on it because I only did like the first operation. Okay. How until I realised I couldn't play it properly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's another one I've been able to take off my list. It's one of those DS games I wanted some time, and there's there's, there's very few of them now I've left to uh, pick up. Really? Quite a large DS collection, actually. Thinking about it. I yeah. To be honest, like from my RPG standpoint, I don't even think there's much. There's a lot, a lot of. RPGs on the DS, but a lot of them are ports that we already own on various other systems. Mm-hmm. Or ones I just don't want to play because they're not great. Yeah, I know it's your copy of Final Fantasy... Not Final Fantasy, sorry. Kingdom Hearts Recoded is still sealed. Yeah, I just haven't had a chance to play that, to be honest. Mm. Um, I played 365, the, the other game that's like a 3D action dungeon thing because it's terrible, so I've not played yeah. it. And it's well regarded as being an absolutely ass game, so I've not really got stuck into it. I played it for about an hour or so and thought, ah, oh, screw this, it isn't worth my time. From what I hear, Recoded's okay, but I'll wait, I'll hold off. There's other games okay. I want to play instead. Mm-hmm. Um, what else I played this week? I played a bit of Ma- more Mario. Okay, how are you finding Mario it still? Is it world? good? It's great. Still, I tend to play sessions to play through a world. Yeah. I remember in, in New Super Mario Brothers, it would only save halfway through a world and at the end of a full world. Yeah. But this game saves after every level, which is quite cool if you're on a very quick gameplay session. When yeah. I sit down and play Mario, I want to play for a reasonable amount of time. And to do a world is quite a good, you know. Yeah, good chunk of gameplay. Half an hour, you can do a world in. Yeah. Right. Right. So far, at least. And it's maintaining its quality. I mean, I don't know what more I can say about it really uh, there's been fewer surprises in this last world than with the one before Okay, I missed the ability to blow on my uh, gamepad 
I yeah. always enjoy that. A good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but these levels, these toad levels are great. You know, with the, I forget what he's called, but he's a little backpack. He's oh, yeah, the little toad. explorer guy, yeah. And how you, you have to tilt the um, the level round to see where to go and to get yeah. all the stars. Uh, you can either do that by tilting the gamepad or actually, as I was doing it the other day, <laughs> feeling lazy, just using the right stick. Oh, uh, okay. It's a great little puzzle uh, yeah. idea. And I could play a whole game like that, I think. Don't tell Nintendo that. Okay, <laughs> Otherwise yeah, you'd be paying 40 quid next, for it. Yeah, uh, It's nice they've included it. That's uh, cool. Have you found, like I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts, um, and the general complaint with that game is that some of the levels take too long to navigate because there's very long gaps in the action where they'd imagine that there's four people meant to be running over this platform at this time so there aren't mm. that many enemies and stuff okay no not so much so far yeah at least this is like custom world three and yeah world four um but i can see where there's room for other players yeah yeah but it doesn't bother you it no doesn't get no no it's it, 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 a good balance there uh the camera zooms in enough uh, then Nintendo, they've thought this one out, this and uh, and it's a uh, it's great fun game, great fun Mario game. Cool. But as I, I said on the last podcast, I'm looking forward to a, a more of a Mario Galaxy outing next time. For Mario. Yeah, because yeah. essentially what we're getting here is an expanded version of 3D Land on the DS. DS, yeah, <laughs> with multiplayer and some great new ideas, but still, yeah, it's not the big. Mario game. It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel big. It feels like the new Super Mario Brothers game. Oh, to be honest with you, like, I kind of feel the same. Like, it's why I haven't really picked it up and played it. Because, like, a yeah. few times I thought, like, oh, I could play a bit of Mario. Yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, but it's going to be the same as I felt with new Super Mario Brothers. Like, it looks nice and it looks like there's some cool ideas. But it just feels, I don't know, it feels like I've done it before. Even from that brief bit we played the other day, we had mm. friends around and we played it four yeah. player. It just feels like something I've already done. Yeah. Like, and while everyone's saying it's amazing and stuff, and I, I've never played Galaxy, which I really need to get on because everyone keeps telling me how they're amazing and they did something really new and I different. I think with there's Mario. an epicness to Galaxy, which this game lacks, but that was down to a lot of the soundtrack, I think. <laughs> Galaxy was orchestral and it was very big. You know, and Galaxy was full of new, brand new ideas. Yeah. You know, even even Galaxy Two felt pretty impressive, even though we'd already had a similar thing with the original. Uh, I hear Galaxy Two kind of like expands and fixes the problems the first had, and then just is a great game. Yeah, I've played actually more of Galaxy Two. This is what I hear from people who've yeah. got both, like who bought them after yeah. Two came out. It's a like wow game whereas uh, Mario 3D 3D world so far I've yet to go wow many times yeah okay. I'm thoroughly enjoying it it's a very good game that's fair enough then played anything else I have played something else Matthew I played Raymond Origins again oh how uh, are you finding it I'm finding there's more to do than I thought there was uh, I thought I was nearly uh, to the end of the game uh, but no no these new worlds have opened up that I need to complete before I can get to the next final stage uh and still this far into the game there's tons of new ideas and it's just a very inventive and creative fun platform game 
and yeah great game and i just uh today purchased rayman legends for the vita after seeing it in the sale on the playstation's uh what's it 12 days of christmas sale okay uh, it's £10.50, I think, for PlayStation Plus owners. A little bit more. £11 something, 79 I think, for... Uh, regular. For regular. What's uh, the PS3 title today? Oh, it's a game that's half-priced, and it's a newer game. And it is 20 quid, and it's not been out long, and I can't remember what it is. What are you doing it? Let's play Guess the Game game. <laughs> what oh, are you doing it? Yeah, what are you doing it? I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. Is it a racing game? That was Need for Speed, yeah. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Fuck. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a new Need for Speed. It's half price, uh, 20 quid. I feared it's dire. So really? I'm I heard... I feared... Why did I hear it was all right? I thought it was... I feared it's good, but I feared you, most of the content in the game, you have to pay microtransactions oh, really? to unlock. I mean, not... Much a, like Forza, from what I understand. Yeah, a racing game, a Need for Speed franchise racing game. Hasn't come along that interests me in quite some time, yeah. considering that I'd already played Burnout Paradise, and I know that Most Wanted, I think, was quite similar from what I played in a shop once. Yeah, I would agree with <laughs> you there. And yeah, I've played Burnout before, so since Criterion have taken over the franchise, well, the games have undoubtedly been of a good quality because they're a great developer. I think it's nothing they haven't already done in Burnout. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. From what from what I from what I know. I think most AAA games are kind of treading very similar paths these days. Yeah. Like I was thinking about this earlier because uh, Thomas and I are going to do two specials next week. Oh, well, this is a big announcement. We're gonna release. You, just, you just throw it in there I'm casually. I'm going to throw it in there casually. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a two podcasts uh, to tide you over the, the festive period because Thomas will be departing to go back home to Sunny next Crew Saturday. next Saturday. And that will leave me on my Todd. So we're going to record two podcasts in the week to upload. Um, one with our best games of 2013 and then a retrospective look at the last console generation and talking about that oh, and our favourites of those games. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, like, while I was playing Flow just now on my PS4 um, by that games company, which Got is something I've already... funky Flow. I've played it before. <laughs> like, I played it when it was first released like as a Flash flower. title back in the day. <laughs> no, I hadn't played Flower before. Yo, yo, no, 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 I haven't played Flower. The majority but like, of people played Flower and Flow. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I, I really liked Flow, and I've always considered it a very good game when playing the original version, which was just on the PC as a Flash game. And then... Or it might have been browser-based. It was ages ago, I can't remember. And then one thing to play it again on the DS, but it was only released through Club Nintendo, so it fetches quite a price. Mm. And then not bothering to buy it. But now it's out on the PS4 slash PS3 and on cross-buy for the Vita. I was like, well, yeah. I'll pick it up. And I was playing it. I was just like, oh, this is really nice. And it doesn't feel like anything else. It feels like itself. And then, obviously, Spore ripped the start of it off in that game where you kind of do a similar thing. But... It just feels nice and it feels fresh. And I was thinking, yeah. like, a lot of the games that I will probably put in for Game of the Year categories and best 2013, for me, are probably indie games. Like, mm. that's why I can see, like, you not being interested in Need for Speed. And it kind of brings us back to a conversation we were having in the week, right? Where you were talking about, like, people buying Call of Duty year in, year out, and how 
you were very surprised that it didn't like pique their interest to find what else was out there and to find these games that we are playing and a lot of people who are very into games enjoy. Oh, yeah. They seem to go widely uh, ignored. I think I was talking generally about anything, say music or film or whatever. They're those franchises that are out there which, you know, you just take it. It's like, it's like look look deeper and there's a lot more to discover. Yeah. I like I don't know, like I can you apply the same argument as film and music? Like obviously there's what? There's types of game that are there. Like obviously people prefer Battlefield to Call of Duty or vice versa. People prefer Need to Speed to Forza to Burnout. And obviously you can compare you can be a comparison within a genre of games. But, like, music is so subjective as a thing and what it is. And obviously, like... Well, music's probably lesser than... It's more... Um, film, maybe, is a better example. But I don't even know if you can compare film, because... Like, I guess you can with music as well. You can say popular music, what you hear on the radio. Yeah. You can say what you, what you what's new at the cinema, what's known franchises. Um, I think you can say it to a degree... But, like, there's story-based media, right? So I guess you can compare film and game in that respect. But at the same time, like, me and you were very big fans of Wes Anderson. Mm. And there's people I went to school with and stuff who were very much into things like Transformers or, you know, superhero movies like Avengers and stuff. I wouldn't recommend a Wes Anderson film to them because I know they're not going to enjoy it. Whereas, you know... If they play something like Call of Duty or Portal, I might say, like, hey, you should try this game. This game's really good. You should try Spelunky. You should try mm. Super Meat Boy, you know. These hard games are frustrating, but they're fun to play. Mm. I think there's a whole... I think it's a different spectrum, because I think while... Yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of based on the same fact that, like, people don't sometimes look deeper than the film they're expecting to see or listen to Miley Cyrus's wrecking ball over and over again, that catchy bloody song. And then they won't get like a Bowie album or whatever. Like I'd say that's more subjective to taste rather than the gameplay experiences. I think well, what it is, is people take what they're given. Uh, maybe. A, like... lot of the, a lot of the time. And maybe that's enough. And that they don't go any further, but that's all dictated by what's on the on the shelves of the shop and what's being thrown in people's faces. Um, yeah, so 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 perhaps sometimes people miss out on things that, that sneak out there. And and there's everything to say that that your Call of Duty, your average Call of Duty player or whatever, yeah, might get turned on to a different gaming experience if it was. If it was more obvious to them that it, that yeah, it I, I, <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Like, it's a big sort of issue thing, and the way games are marketed and, and, yeah. and things like that. I mean, obviously, you can think games like Call of Duty, games like Battlefield, games that are massively multiplayer. You play with your friends, like FIFA, for example. FIFA is a perfect example of this. Where people FIFA, people buy FIFA every year because all their friends are buying FIFA mm. or Pro Evo or whatever your group of friends is playing. And then you play it together. And then that's kind of like you socialize in when you can't socialize anymore yeah. or 
if you're younger, you know, it's when you go home from wherever the hell you're doing, you go and play Call of Duty and then you chat to your friends while you're playing Call of Duty and calling people homosexual slurs because that's what you think is cool to do when you're 14 because you're an idiot. And, ah, like, I just think that that is why it's so popular because it's got this experience around it and that's why I think... I think it was EA who said, like, none of their games are going to focus on a single-player campaign from now on. All of their games are going to have multiplayer because that's how they believe they're going to sell games. Because, I mean, you're not selling one copy of FIFA when you sell FIFA, usually. Mm. Of course, there are people that will just buy a copy of FIFA and then they play it, but you're selling it to a group of people because their friends will all play it. Mm -hmm. Same with Dead Space 3 with you. Like, look, you and Gareth both bought it because Mm. you want to play Mm co-op because both of you need a copy of that game. Yeah. So they're selling more than one copy to each person. And I think that's where it lies, that they're so focused on making money with these franchises and making multiplayer experiences that are getting sold to many a person that the one guy sitting in their living room playing something doesn't really bother them anymore. No. You know, it's them going after the bigger money, the bigger market. Yeah. And that's maybe why there isn't any... Like, Terror is a perfect example. Like, look at the titles that launched alongside that on the 22nd. You had the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. You had New Zelda game. Like, and then Terror. Out of those three, and in the States, it was even launched alongside Super Mario Brothers. That's yeah. why I got the release dates yeah. mixed up. It's just like... Well, it depends how much you know about the product yeah but it gets no it got no marketing Mm. because even like Sony didn't really push it and I guess maybe for a a greater extent that Vita Games may as a as published by Sony I think Vita Games may trickle off Mm. now that the PS4 is released and you can play cross play on your Vita I think that Maybe it was just kind of like it was a, a last hurrah of Media, media Molecule doing like a, a fun, inventive game, playing with the hard drive and stuff. And it sh- hardware, sorry, <laughs> not hard drive. And it should come installed on the Vita because it gives you an experience of what the Vita yeah, can do and all the cool yeah, things in it. Well. It's like a tech demo, but it's mm. more than that. Well, Media Molecule, are the, those developers, aren't they? They decided to say after a sp- some experience with Little Big Planet, like two games, they didn't want anything more to do with that. They, they, they handed over the, the, the work to other studios yeah um they seem like a company want to innovate and innovate uh with a new game for ps4 which they uh, showed way back when at e3 or whatever yeah the so tech conference. demo thing they did right uh yeah. but yeah th- they they want to explore things that's great uh but that, that that's difficult isn't it when it's always a new ip every time yeah uh sometimes it doesn't sell as well but that's the thing you know does it why can't we have new IPs? Like yeah, and and that's the shame, and that's how. The oh, it's just what you were saying just now. Going. It's just like yeah, Mario, great. Like out of those games, two of them I mentioned that weren't the Xbox One, which came with a shit ton of sequels. Mm. The only original title I can think of on the Xbox One's Rise, off the top of my head, and you could argue that that's just Crimson Golden Dragon. War. Oh well, you could say that. Yes, was... Dragoon. Like, it frustrates me that. I will probably go out on a limb and say this, that it's definitely the best portable game of the year in my eyes, Terraway, if not probably my game of the year. Mm. Oh, don't give it that away yet. No, it's, it probably might not be, but <laughs> like, I <laughs> I think, honestly, like 
I haven't thought back, like I'm thinking as I say that, Bioshock Infinite and there's a few others. But like, for me, that was the best, one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had, mm. let alone this generation or any generation that preceded it. For me, it had something that games don't. That game's just going to fall on its ass. Like, you think? I think so. Uh, and so far, I don't know how it's sold. It sounds like it hasn't sold very well. I don't think so. Like, I could be completely wrong about this, <laughs> but like, think how the Vita's sold in general. Yeah. And that's why you see people complaining and saying like, oh, new Super Mario Brothers debuted at number 14 and it didn't sell units in Japan. Mm. And it's just kind of like, yeah, the install base of the Wii U isn't really there. As good a console as mm. it is. You could make other arguments about the Vita as well. What is the market for the Vita? You know, I don't know what demographic's buying it. No. My, my impression of the Vita is similar to the PSP. It was an old, a machine for slightly older gamers than the, the yeah. DS. And a game like Tearaway would appeal to, to some, but not to a uh, majority, yeah. I don't think. But who may dismiss it, and that's a shame yeah. as, as a kid's game. This happens a lot. Oh, but yeah, of course it does. people who play games, we know that there's a lot more to it than that. Um, yeah, I don't know what the Vita's been, who's buying the Vita. Like the deal at the moment, did you see the, the deal that Sony tried to do in Europe with the crossplay? And it was like 549 for a Vita and a PS4. Oh, that thing, yeah. It's just like, well, you can buy a Vita now for like new for 100 quid mm. from HMV at the moment. Yeah. So, like, who's going to pay an extra 200 pounds for a Vita? Yeah. On it, top for the console. Yeah. yeah, it might help sell Vitas. The sheer fact that they're packaging the two together, people are going to start thinking about maybe purchasing both. Going back to what I was saying about the kids' games, actually, I just thought my Vita was purchased with the 10 kids' games for free. So, I think Sony have been trying, trying to push the younger to push market it with it. To a younger market as well. Uh, and it's really for us, it's got a nice touch screen. It, it's very uh, user friendly for, for kids as well, I think. I think it's just it's a, a nice simple, console. Uh, to be honest, yeah. I prefer it to my 3DS. Like, I'll go out on a limb and say that. Like, 3DS well, has got a much better game. Mm -hmm. Much better games on it, I think, at the moment. Like, there are a few shining examples Persona 4 Golden, Tearaway. On PS Vita, yeah. On PS Vita. Uh, and obviously there's a lot of cross-buy indie titles that you can play on the PS3 as well. The, the, the Vita innovates more as a piece of hardware, portable hardware, yes, certainly. Uh, it's a lot more exciting proposition than the 3DS. Yeah. It's but also but region yeah. free. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, that's a bonus. But it's something to do with Nintendo's heritage and that the DS being such a popular console. And yes, the quality of the games on the... 3DS. Uh, of course, I mean, you know, you've got Pokemon titles and stuff like... Them. And the new Zelda's getting rave reviews. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can't wait to play it myself, but... Mm. Uh, like, but I Are there know. enough? Yeah, yeah, unique. I mean, Nintendo are trying with unique games on the 3DS, aren't they? At least a few things like Dylan's Rolling Western and uh, other games directly onto the, um, the store, which I don't know how well they're being received. I don't think... Uh, all to be honest, I don't think yeah. downloadable games for Nintendo are doing very well. From what I understand, I was listening to there's a feature on uh, Polygon called Friends List where they talk about things and the games they've been playing. And the subject of last week's was 
uh, games you should know about but haven't played. Mm. And he was talking about a game on the 3DS, and I can't remember what it's called, Steambot Dig? Yeah, that thing. Nintendo uh, mentioned it in a um, direct video. Yeah. Apparently it's amazing. Apparently, yeah, apparently it's, it's great. a fantastic, fantastic game. But like... I've not played it. You've not played I've it. Not we played buy it. things off the Nintendo 3DS but eShop. the Nintendo 3DS eShop isn't very user-friendly. No, not at all. <laughs> at all. And things get lost in that. Oh, definitely. Like, much more than I'd say, like, the 360 store back yeah. in the day when Indies yeah. were complaining they weren't being pushed to the front yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Even even the uh, Wii U store is not that great, in my opinion. No, I don't like it. I've I not like made any digital purchases either. off there. If 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 Nintendo really wants to succeed in digital realm, they have to make their stores. They kind better. of they, I believe they said this year, right, that they're not focused on like online multiplayer or digital distribution this generation or something ridiculous like that. Hmm. Even after the big push of like the console launching and saying like, hey, you can buy these games for like forty pounds or whatever like 10 pound cheaper than stores if you buy them digital like i don't think anyone did like no. <laughs> I've, I've read a lot as well on twitter recently that a lot of people are trying to go fully digital this gen for like mm. ps4 and xbox one so they're not buying games oh i thought about that earlier today and i know that's something that, that they're wanting to push in this next generation make them cheaper then I was just looking at Killzone, and I was just like, I could buy Killzone. And then I realized it's still like 60 quid. It's all about storage and wait. I mean, they're, they're getting rid of the waiting to download thing now. Yeah, in this fortunately. Generation, which was one of the big things that held me back from going digital. But also, it's a storage space. Even 500 gig. Yeah. Especially with the size of these games. It just doesn't work. You can't, it doesn't come with a storage space big enough. No. Unless you're going for external storage. Well, from what I understand, like Sony have Sony are the only console, despite what Microsoft said about their hard drive being replaceable, mm. unless you are a developer, I believe. Mm. Um who can turn their console into a dev kit, mm-hmm. which is something you need a Microsoft certification thing you have to pay for, otherwise you void your warranty. Yeah. You can't upgrade your hard drive. No. Like, you can't take your hard drive up and put a solid-state disk in there, which is a faster-loading hard drive, for example, because they won't let you. Void your warranty. Yeah. Sony, however, you can. And, and same with PS3, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, like, in the PS4, you just pop the top off, the the shiny bit pops off, there's a screw with the PlayStation things on it, you just unscrew that, and then you can pull the hard drive off and then pop a new hard drive in. And that's what you're going to need if you're going to go purely digital, I think. If you play a lot of games, at least... And those people who buy digital games are probably the people who play most, I'd imagine. I'd imagine so, yeah. And I mean, obviously you can do what we regularly do on PlayStation Plus, where you add things to your download queue and then just cancel mm. the download yeah. to show you own that title. And they're I all mean, sitting in your download list. I mean, the major problem for me is with the Vita. Yeah. As well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's great with a portable game. You don't want to be carrying around games. Luckily, the games are quite small, but still, you know... So the idea of a purely digital-based uh, portable console is, is really ha- fantastic. But how expensive the memory cards are Oh, my are God, for until not... they sort that price yeah, out. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 64 gig card for the PS Vita is $140. They've only just launched them in the States. Really? That's $140, man. Yeah. Like, the, cons- the PS4... Was like a hundred, it was like three hundred and something dollars mm. or four hundred dollars. 
At least the game downloads are smaller than the big counterparts. Yeah, Rayman Legends clocked in at what, just over a gig. Okay. It's not too bad. Not too bad. I'm considering getting a 32 gig card now. I forked out for, for 40 a 16 quid. and it's definitely worth it. I'd yeah. get a 32 for 40 yeah, quid. Definitely. Yeah. Out of stock actually on Amazon last time I checked. Really? 40 gig cards. So they're selling. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have to, they right? Because I mean, everyone's got to put their games keep, on some in. Um, giving away good deals on the PlayStation Store for digital titles, then yes, people are going to buy more digital titles. Yeah. I think. Got to get the pricing right as well. You have, like, I, it's kind of annoying to me that they didn't just use a standard card, like an SD or something like that that everyone already oh, had. Yes, but I guess we all knew they weren't going to do that. Memory stick, you <laughs> or flashbacks, anyone. Yeah. But it's just irritating because obviously Sony are the only ones that are ever going to use this format again. Hmm. Same with the Memory Stick Duo. Same with the UMD. Same as the UMD. <laughs> and like, Remember just, that? Yeah. Universal, Tom. The, the U stands for media Universal disc. Media Disc that only played on one console. The useless media disc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Using the balance your table now. <laughs> yeah, it's just oh, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like when you think about it, like the measures that have been made on this console. Yeah. Our positivity level is very low, this podcast, Matthew. It is. It's it's coming up to Christmas. Come on, we should be excited. Yeah. Great new games coming out. Let's talk about some of the games I've bought. Yeah, let's talk about that because you've had some good good experiences. Yeah, um, as part of the 12 deals of Christmas that Tom was just talking about, I bought uh, Spelunky, Ah. which was on offer as the second deal, as well as Diablo 3, was half price on the PlayStation yeah. 3. And then Spelunky was around £4.70, I think, for PlayStation Plus members, or £5 I otherwise. I think I'm, I'm kicking myself now I didn't buy the amount of fun you have. Oh, you? God damn, I love it. Like, I've been playing with a few of our Twitter followers. Um, Dan is one of them. I can't remember his Twitter handle. My phone's died, otherwise I'd shout out. Uh, if you have got Spelunky, add me up on the Vita. Um, my username is slipper sniffer because there's daily challenges so i've been competing with a few of the guys on our twitter trying to beat their daily challenges and oh my god it's such a fun game um i hate to use these words because i've become very aware that they've been used by everyone for the last six months when discussing games yeah it's an indie roguelike an indie roguelike an indie roguelike platformer um that was released originally on the PC in 2009, 2010, which I remember seeing back then. I thought, oh, that's cool. And then I didn't really touch. And it got released on Xbox Live first around a year or so ago, I think. And I really wanted to play it then, but I thought, well, oh, it's pretty expensive. And if I would have known what I know now and how much fun I would have had, I would have snapped at it and bought it for £12 because it's it's kept me entertained all week and it will continue to keep me entertained for a very long time to come because it's a difficult game to master. Essentially, the premise is this. You are an Indiana Jones-esque figure or you can change your avatar, but you have found this legendary doorway kind of thing that leads you into a world that is constantly changing and at the bottom of it is apparently a city of gold. So you're trying to find this lost treasure... And every time you go into the world, there are many, many perilous traps and pitfalls that will try and kill you. Mm. It requires a great deal of skill, concentration, timing, and a bit of patience as well to get through the levels. 
Um, because it's merciless. One mistake and you'll lose a bit of health. And the only way to get health back is to save a maiden. Mm. And that requires some effort on your part to get a half back, whereas the game can quite easily kill you very, very quickly, especially once you progress past the first world, which is a mine into the jungle. But it's, it's such a good game. I really want to play it over Twitch this week, and I probably will before Thomas goes, just so... I can introduce him to it on the PS3. Um, you can laugh at our attempts to play it because yeah, I, it'll be I, very I humorous, I think. I played Resogun the other day, didn't Did I? You play, yeah, you played a bit of Resogun. You enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah, see? But I honestly, I think you love Spelunky. Yeah. It's a game that rewards you playing. There's no handheld, no handholding in my handheld copy of Spelunky. You die, you die. It doesn't give you an option going, hey, you've died a few times. Would you like to switch to easy mode? Fuck that. You die, you die. You go back oh. to the start of the game and everything resets. So it's not even like a matter of like, oh, okay, the snake's yeah. going to pop out of this jar, so I've got to whip twice. Could not be a snake there. Could not be a jar there. The whole world will change and every level will do the same. It is unlimited. It never feels tired because it's not the same experience mm. anytime you play yeah. it. And it's just great. Honestly, I really, really like it. I recommend you go buy Spelunky, slip a sniffer on PSN, add me up. We will play some Spelunky together. Let's start a petition against these helping things in games, the helping hands when you've failed at a level too many times and it says, do you want to like skip the level or become invincible? You know, because... It's in Mario. It's, it's against the whole... It's in Rayman. It's in... What pisses me off, though, is, like, kids think it's okay. Like, my nephew... To skip, like... Yeah, my nephew played um, Angry Birds on yeah. his dad's iPad. Oh, iPhone, sorry. Um, And he was just there. And, like, you get a golden eagle. Like, you, you can't do the level correct the first time. You get an option that goes, hey, do you want to press this button? It'll do the level for you. And he's like, yeah, fucking two rights, I will. Like, and then he's like, yeah, I did the level. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you pressed the button, it done the level for you. <laughs> and I, I remember I was uh, watching Zero Punctuation this week as well, and uh, Yahtzee, the devil he is. Some, I don't agree with him a lot of the time. I think he's well too harsh on games. But he was just saying how he hates Rise, mm. because apart from being completely historically inaccurate, which I link to our friend Jakob, who was do- taking the piss out of Assassin's Creed Four for being inaccurate, Historically. Do, do we really care if No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but um, he was talking about this, but he just kind of said, like, it's just all quick time events. He said, for the most part, the gameplay feels like mm-hmm. it's just press X, press Y, whatever. And he said, like, what the hell's the point? He said, we're going to get to the stage later in this generation where there's just a button at the start of the game that says commence gameplay. You press it once and then you sit there while you <laughs> masturbate with conflicts, was his thing. And it's just kind of... What what kind of game you're playing there? (laughs) (laughs) Rise. Find the... Yeah. (laughs) A literal rise. Um, It's just kind of true, isn't it? Like, how... Why are we making games so easy? Where's the challenge in that? And that's why I like Splunky. Because it doesn't hold my hand. And I really want to play a game that's just been released for Mac so I can finally play it called Rogue Legacy, which is essentially an all... There's a roguelike indie game. It's a roguelike. <laughs> fucking, oh, I hate roguelike. Just, oh, God, it makes me feel unclean. It's like a buzzword, like indie. And indie. Like, yeah, it's made by an independent developer. And yeah, I get that. But like how everyone needs to use roguelike. It's just like, no, it's just a difficult platformer. 
It's yeah. not like the PC game Rogue. Yes, the things do disappear and stuff, but it's unforgiving nature. It's just it's a randomly generated platform. I stop saying. I Rogue guess everything like that frustrates me no end. <laughs> the game that began this whole thing will always be the one. Yeah, yeah, but like compared to it's a buzzword. It's like when everyone <laughs> uses like transmedia storytelling. Fuck off! I don't care. Oh yeah. I just want I just want you to say like. Yeah, this is a this is a this is a good game. That's all I need. I just want three word I reviews. Think we need to go back to a simple. Oh my god, time. I'm gonna start doing that. Three word reviews. Good yeah. game. Yeah, I always used to love what they did in N64 magazine when they rated there rated Game Boy games. Yeah, they just rate them out of five stars or yeah, or even three stars. I can't remember. It was yeah. it was just so refreshing. They'd write a very short review and they would just say rubbish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I played I played Splunky to death. I really enjoyed Splunky. Completed Knack. Okay. Yes. Yes. I watched Matt complete Knack. You did. Um. Mm. It got very big. Didn't it he, did. It got very big, which was very enjoyable. Okay. But I think it those last few levels revealed a few pit holes with the game. Oh. Didn't oh. didn't make me enjoy it any less. Like I still think it's a good game. I don't think it's brilliant. I don't think it's game of the year by any standards. Mm-hmm. But game of ninety four maybe game of ninety four, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just the story's a mess. The story doesn't tie up or do anything in any meaningful way. The voice acting is kind of fucking terrible. Like the doctor is just the worst voice actor I've ever experienced. But like, I don't I think the doctor's got this smarmy thing about his character. But I don't even think it's like his voice actor really. Like, cause I think no, he's just I, doing the best I, with what he I can. Yeah. But like, he's just got such shit dialogue. It's just like, yes, well, these look like things Charlotte could have developed, which is his long dead girlfriend. Yeah. I wonder how they did this technology. Because she mysteriously disappeared and I never found her body. It's just like, yeah, just beat me to death with the plot. Why don't you? Mm. It's just, yeah, some of the stories and like there's a a character in it who has, who keeps referring to his parents dying and stuff. Never gets resolved. Mentioned like once or twice as like a plot point for him being a broody teenager, but it's never mentioned again. There's no insight. Broody? You mean moody? No, broody. Broody is in wanting children? Yes. Oh, right, okay. No, he's just <laughs> he's, he's moody. He's just, brooding. He's brooding over the loss of his parents. Brooding. Uh, he's just mm. uh, you know he's like Broody. he's a perfectly good like character. At some points he's like yeah, knack, let's do this. Yeah, great. And then he'd be like you're not my father. And then it never gets resolved at all. And it's just a bit of a pain in the ass. Okay, but um, the gameplay is what matters. Yeah, but like as a brawler, it's a good. It's like yeah. a an old school like three D style brawler. It's good. Yeah. Is it Pla- too long though? Uh, maybe <laughs> there's a few areas that get kind of repeated mm. that don't need to be i think another interesting thing that i was telling tom about at lunch the other day at work once i'd realized there keeps popping up like these gadgets and stuff oh, you yes. can create in mm. the game and these like these crystals that can form different kinds of knack mm-hmm, for yeah. when you replay the game and it cop- kept popping up with like a rarity and i was like oh well you know like only one one person out of five's found this chest. That's really cool. That gives me a sense of accomplishment that I found this hard to find chest. Telegraph pulled. What's that expression where, like, what? someone blatantly goes, There's a secret behind this wall. It's a different color and broken. Signposted is the word Sign I was Signposted. Yeah. 
Get for yeah. Telephone pole. Fucking Telephone hell. Poles, yeah, it's been a long day. Uh yeah. It's just signposted for you that like all of these chest things are there. But I was like, oh, it's weird. How only one person out of five found this. That's interesting. No, it turns out they're all randomly generated. So Thomas is bidding on a mega CD in his face. No, just no. I just horror. read something. It wasn't. Okay, never mind. It was a friend of mine admitting to like the Big Bang Theory. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shocked God. Me. <laughs> I've been away from him too long. What's happened to oh, him? Oh, God. <laughs> you okay? No, no. Oh, we'll talk about <laughs> it Sorry, after with a cup of tea. It's all right. But yeah, these items and quests and stuff are randomly generated, so you can't, like, in one playthrough, it's pretty much impossible to get a big, shiny knack. You have mm. to play through the game more than once. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, fuck that. That's the most annoying thing of collectibles I've ever seen. And it's not a game that I don't think you play through again in a hurry, is it? I, To be honest, I kind of wanted to dabble into it because the, the idea of a different knack sounded kind of appealing because they've all got these power-ups and stuff. But like, I'm just like, well, why don't you just give me that option in the game? Why do I have mm. to run through the game three or four times doesn't, to be able to play or something? It doesn't even give you a gold trophy, does it? No. For completing the game? No. It's not gives good you, enough. No, it gives you a bloody um, thingy, like a bronze trophy. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, thanks. Beginning, yeah, Th- it's thanks the beginning. For, yeah, thanks for playing our game for 15 hours. Here's a bronze trophy. It's good, though. Like, I, I'll write a review for Blast Process, I think. But at the moment, I, th- I think like a seven. I don't yeah. think it's particularly bad. I just think it's no, a bit too lengthy. I, I the story's a bit dire. From what but I've seen of the game as well. I, it's I pretty, it's pretty solid as a... Uh, brawler like I said if you take up some of the like when you become big knack like the platforming stuff isn't really there mm. and you kind of realise like how crap it would be as a platformer anyway because the jump mechanics and stuff aren't that great there's only like minimal platforming in it anyway no it's no Rayman no this is what I was going to ask earlier actually what do you prefer Rayman or the new Mario oh you which Rayman we don't because I've not played enough of Legends to make any Origins sort of Origins good question I guess Rayman then <laughs> from that. Good pause. question. I can't. I've played more of Rayman Origins because it's been out for like God knows how long, <laughs> and I've only started playing it again. But like you just um, sat there and you played Rayman for a good couple of hours, whereas you played Mario for a world. What does that say? Yeah, it might. It might speak volumes. Yeah. It, I, yeah. You don't want to say it, do you? I, I don't know. I can't say that until I finish Mario. Okay, fair enough. But at the moment. Which side are you leaning towards? Rayman? (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. I just said Rayman's better than Mario. And it's available on every console. I think Ubisoft did an amazing job with Legends, which are continuing with Legends. I can't wait to play a bit more of Legends either. Yeah, Yeah. um, other than that, I bought Flow, like I said. Already talked about it. It's a good game. Nice mm. gameplay experience. Kind of annoys me that you need to use the motion sensor thing in the controller of tilting the controller to guide your thing instead of an analog stick, but you get used to it after a while. I think I was just too tired when I first played it to enjoy it. Mm. And what else did I buy? Oh, I bought a game and then I didn't buy it. Um, I oh. went on to Amazon after chatting with a, a few people our good friend, the Retro Hunter, I think, has secured me an N64 finally. Cheers, Ali. And as such, I was looking at N64 games. 
just on the the happenstance of people talking about playing Conkers. Actually, it was the boys on the Super Rad said they started playing Conkers Bad Fur Day again and seeing how much they were enjoying it. Mm. And I was just like, oh yeah, I wonder how much that is at the moment because every now and again I'll I'll find a good deal on eBay after just kind of spur of the moment chance going, oh, I wonder how much this is. And I saw Conkers very, very cheap and on an online store and I bought it. And then I thought, shit, I should actually buy a load of Christmas presents. I still haven't bought Christmas presents for people. Oh, shit, but it's really good. It came to a total of £67 for a boxed copy of Conker's Bad Fur Day with a manual. And I thought, shit, I can't do it. I can't buy it. I can't be this unresponsible. I need to buy Mm. Christmas presents. I cancelled my order. I came home, told Thomas. Thomas, in like Flint. He's just like, oh, my God, he bought it. And then he had um, a bit of buyer's remorse for a second because yeah. you've never paid no. more than 50-odd quid for a video game. I don't know if we even pay 50 quid for a video game. Do you reckon? Shoot Mario. 45. It's 45. <laughs> <Bonus>. <laughs> um, um, rare, rare games. I'm trying to think. I, ha- I do own some games which are reasonably pricey, but I don't think I've paid... S- that much six seven pounds was a new record for me okay uh but the going rate for conquer is for a box copy is more is about double that if not a bit more for a very good copy so it didn't take much for me to be convinced that that was a good deal yeah well uh, it's an amazing deal the one i would have jumped on had it been any other time of the year uh, I was willing to pay, actually, I tried to pay 60 quid for a copy of Conquer once I, before on eBay. I tried to pay 75 for a copy of Conquer's on eBay, just a cart, and I was outbid. Yeah. <laughs> and the seller said to me, I've offered 60 quid, he says, I'd like to sell it for more than that, thank you. you know. Yeah. Don't know if he sold it or not. But, uh, wow. This day and age. It's a very sought-after video game. And I'm happy to finally own the last uh, Rare game I didn't own on the N64. I own every other Rare developed title on the console. Uh, oh, great. Boxed, I think, also. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Rare. Of, I even own uh, Mickey's uh, Speedway USA. Uh, really? <laughs> Why did you buy that? I don't think I have that boxed. Um, but it's all right. Yeah. I mean, remember, Rare made Diddy Kong Racing. That's true. Yeah, that's a fair point. Jeff was Gemini. Jeff was Gemini, which Mickey's actually looked a lot like visually. Really? Styling. Yeah, it's oh, the okay. same kind of style. That's interesting. Mm. Um, was Buck Bumble rare? No. No, who made Buck Bumble? I was looking at a developer Argonaut. the other day. No, it isn't Argonaut. It's, it's someone, or at least published by someone that I was just like, you published Buck Bumble? That's interesting. Buck Bumble. Or was it Glover? I was thinking of. Glover was Hasbro. Glover was Hasbro? Yeah. Really? I'm pretty certain. Who published Buck Bumble? I can't think. I'm going to have a little look for you. Please do. The internet. Yay! The internet. It's our friend. No, I think Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Was he? Oh, yeah. Maybe it was published by the... Wow. Yeah, Ubisoft. Ubisoft Montreal. And developed by uh, Argonaut. Argonaut, yes. Fellow Argonaut, published by Ubisoft. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, that's why. It's because I was looking to see what Ubisoft had done before Rayman. Mm-hmm. And they'd done a lot of like compilation stuff, and Rayman was kind of their first big game. 
which I didn't realise was supposed to be for the Lynx. Oh, not the Lynx, the Jaguar. Rayman? Yeah. Hmm. And then it was just ported to the PS1 because it was selling poorly, so they ported it to the PS1 and then it became the breakaway hit on the PS1 and then the Saturn later. Mm-hmm. Rayman. Rayman, every, we every need format, you. Uh, no problem. Under the sun. It's because it's a great game, that's why. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, very much looking forward to playing it when you bring it back. Uh, Which one's that? Conquer. Conquers. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, I'll bring it back with an N64 unless you're going to get one before. I may do. I'll see. We got all the leads and stuff here anyway, so it's all good in the hood. Um, but yeah, we can do a Let's Play maybe. Really? Yeah, I think so. A I Let's think Play. Be this fun. has become a thing, hasn't it? it? Has I've noticed these on YouTube yeah. and I'd sort of said to myself, that now I can do one of them. Yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I have so to. so many of them around. What? Co- well, with Tom and Matt. Exactly. We'll attack <laughs> it full force. We're a brand now. Yeah, we are. I was searching are. for uh, pictures of Knack on Google Image, Store, uh, yeah. Google Image Search. And what did I find? I'll, I'll tell them about attack logo. Really? <laughs> yeah, near the top of the search results. Seriously? Yeah. For Knack? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Big Knack. Yeah. Because that's the name of our last podcast. Uh, so there we are. Yeah, uh... I can't think if I've bought or played anything else, to be honest. I've been pretty much... Yeah, it's been quite a week for me. Splunkying uh, all the time. I, mm, Yeah. Yeah. God damn, I love Splunky. I'm going to go play some of that while I edit the podcast now. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us ramble on this week. Yeah, sorry. It got off to a bit of a slow start. Um, <laughs> but... We got there in the end. It's all right. I wasn't sure what we were going to talk about this week. To be well, honest, was I? We were just kind of talking <laughs> crap, and then we got into a big debate, and then we kind of livened up a bit. That kind of went off on all sorts of tangents, didn't it? Yeah. But at least there's something to think about. And if you have any thoughts on the current state of video games, then uh, be sure to drop us a line. Yeah, like, tweet us about it. We'll talk about it next week's podcast. Maybe yeah. have a little bit of a, a feedback thing of your thoughts at the start of the next week's podcast before we go into talking about either last gen or game mm. of the year, whichever one we decide to do first. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, you can tweet at us if you want to do that, at TMACast. You can also leave a comment on the blog. Um, I know there are a few people, Mr. Propellerhead, for example, is leaving comments on the on the, uh, WordPress. But I'm now approving those faster. It's just we've been getting a lot of spam recently, so it's been taking my some time to sort through it. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, we can tweet us at TMACast, you can comment on the WordPress, you can follow us on Facebook or like us or whatever the hell you do on Facebook. I've kind of given up on our Facebook, to be honest. It's kind I of posted easy. something Yeah, short, short, like, posting a thing, but... I, I, I really like your, um, this day in gaming. Yeah. Are we going to, should we continue doing that then? Do I, I think it was a really visually strong thing. It was quite interesting. Okay, well, we'll do that. We'll we'll try and push the Facebook a bit more. I've been meaning to do it anyway. I've got a template, so it's a matter of just kind of changing it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, re- really, really cool. I think it's interesting. We should do that then, okay. You should also need to vector your graph and the Sonic thing. Oh. I've, a few people have requested that now, so you should oh, get on that. Oh, yes. Okay, it needs, uh, you might have to help me with that. Oh, that's no problem. I'll <laughs> give you a hand. Um... Yeah, Facebook forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. Uh, then you can also listen to this podcast through our WordPress, which is tomandmattattack.com forward slash podcast. Mm. Uh, you can listen to it on Stitcher if you have the Stitcher app, or you can listen to it on iTunes. While you're in iTunes, give us a little cheeky subscribe, maybe a rate, see what you think. Mm. And until next week, I guess all we can say is 
game on. Game on. See you guys.